This is a live <laughs> recording of the Adventure Paradox podcast in my grandmother's home with my husband, Kat here, and George, and our daughter, Danny, just came in, so this episode might be really, really short. So anyways, we watched this show last night. What was that show called? Less is More or Less is Now or something like Less that? Less is Now. Yeah, and it's by these two minimalist friends, and... It's actually highly recommended. It was well worth watching. And we were watching it to get pumped up about letting things go. And more importantly, not taking stuff with us back to Idaho from Chicago that we don't really need. So I was just telling George, like, the thing that I found most powerful last night was when his mom passes and... He goes to her house and he's rented this 26-foot truck, which, by the way, is exactly <laughs> the length of truck we have rented. And he finds these four boxes under her bed. And she has so much stuff everywhere, linens, everything. But there are these four random boxes that are super taped up and they're labeled number one, two, three, and four. He's like, what on earth could be in here? And then he starts opening them up. And it's his first grade box and his second grade box and his third grade box in his fourth grade box of work when he was a kid. He's, he's a fully grown man, maybe 30 years old. And he's like, why did my mom keep this stuff? And he realizes that she kept it to keep a part of him, a relationship, a connection to him. But he wasn't in those boxes. He is long gone. He's no longer a first, second, third, fourth grader, right? And that connection is gone. And so as he was going through this, he wouldn't hang on to it. And of course, it hit me right between the eyes because my mom... <laughs> sent me all of my boxes from my grade school and high school and college that I had kept at their house. And as my grandmother said, you should have gone to their house and cleared that out before she had to do that. And I remember having conversations about that, but I think I had just had a newborn <laughs> when she was ready to to send them to me. And it was easier to just, you know, pop them in the mail than for me to pop on a plane and go take care of them. And I haven't even opened those boxes. They've been sitting in my basement for at least six years, six, seven years. Um, it's fascinating, you know, to just recognize how this goes. I have my wedding dress all boxed up. We will keep that one. But we also found my grandmother's wedding dress, which is like falling apart in pieces, you know, not preserved in a box like they do it now for $800. But it is, it's all just stuff. Like, will our daughters actually wear these dresses? Who knows? You know, this next generation, which I guess I'm sort of the beginning of, is not interested in stuff, interested in experiences. And another girlfriend of mine, I know you're one of my listeners, so you know who you are, and it was so awesome to get to see you. And you were, you guys were some of the first friends we told we were moving. So to have you show up and be some of the first friends to help us with the the final packing goodbye ceremony week. But when you moved here from India, I was like, what did you bring with you? Two duffel bags, you know? I mean, it's really interesting. The farther you're going, the less you take. And um, I just I just found that really profound, though, with the boxes, one, two, three, four, because a lot of the boxes I'm going through, you know, it's, it's my stuff as a kid that I've never even looked at that my mom held. Yeah. And then it's a lot of stuff from my grandparents that some of them are still with us by the grace of God and that real connection is there and some of them are on the other side and 
the real connection is there, but it is now strictly spiritual and in memories. And I don't get to hold on to them by holding on to their stuff. So anyways, those were sort of my huge epiphanies and takeaways from the show, babe, that I felt like were Mm -hmm. important to share for the podcast and for the listeners. Do you have anything you wanted to share? How's it going for you? Oh, also one more thing I haven't told you yet. So I talked to my dad yesterday and when he and his siblings, three of them came out to take care of my grandparents' final resting place, which is not where they passed, but one of them. They spent an entire week, three of them, full-time working Mom. every day to go through the last of their things. Put your put down. And then they stayed yeah. somewhere else to have that emotional break. So we were talking about how great it is that we're not trying to stay in the house this week as we originally planned. Because we showed up and there was no bedding. <laughs> or not enough to put together and the house was being shown the next day and so on. So um, it's been really great to have that sort of separation but he said he recognized just how emotional it was. My dad is is not an emotional man by nature, you know, but just how emotional the whole thing was to go through all of those pictures from your ancestors and be touching them. And I could feel and smell the dust and dirt of history <laughs> being strummed up in that basement yesterday. And at one point, I mean, I just, I was so like deadened by it. I was so tired. It was so heavy. It was just so much stuff. And they're not there, you know? And I think recognizing, and and I called one of my aunts and left her a message. You know who you are also, one of my listeners, spiritual auntie. And um, I told her, like, it's like, I don't even know the value of these things. And the only person who knows the value of these things is no longer with us to share in their value. And it's heartbreaking. Like my grandma's china. I really wanted that china. We had whole conversations about which china I would take. And and I have not even opened this china. And it is so sad. So anyhow, I, I just feel like getting finding the strength and the courage to move beyond this stuff. Where are you in all this, baby? It's emotional, though, too, right? Yeah, it's emotional. It's a heavy load. You know, I, yeah, I'm feeling tired just um, facing up to it in the basement and, you know, and thinking about it and thinking about sort of the countdown to when the movers come. Two days. And yes. Oh, really, yeah, solid 48 hours <laughs> from and, now, exactly. And But also feeling uh, ready to let go of a lot of this stuff, too, because it is a heavy load and... And yeah, the whole push, you know, there's there's two hundred there's a two hundred and forty billion dollar industry in advertising. And uh now it I don't know how old this documentary is, it could be ten or fifteen years old, but um but yeah, it's it, it mirrors in current day or the current day close enough our current reality in that, you know, all this uh, advertising has really shifted to the internet, to our devices, to our uh, children, well, to all of us, yeah, and to our yeah. children, but all of us, right? I mean, it's just it's um, pervasive and it's a very powerful force, right? Because you're so just you know understanding where that takes us, right? Where does it take us? It takes us to having all this stuff that when we get it, there's that letdown. It's not the thing 
that we're really craving for as humans, spiritual beings, want connection, want community. Um, yeah, and also it's, it was very, um, I want to call it existential in that, you know, it really drives to the point of what are we living for, right? What are you really living for? What's the purpose of your life? Is it the stuff? Is it, you know, is it to show other people that, you know, that you're successful? Is it to show them that you're doing it the right way? You know, what is it? You know, keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and uh, really sitting with that and being quiet with that. And yeah, I mean, it was very interesting, right? Very interesting cast of characters in the documentary, too. They had um, Erwin McManus speaking, right, from Mosaic in California. They had Dave, what's Dave's from Nashville, the... Um, oh, yeah, the money guy. Mm-hmm. Financial piece, Dave Ramsey. Thank you. Yep. And him and, um, interestingly, like a Greenpeace person. They had a lot of different thought, I would say, thought leaders in a sense, right, talking. Uh, but, yeah, it's it. but it is just exhausting to deal mm-hmm. with this stuff. And, you know, a lot of stuff I heard, you know, one of the relatives we were, I was talking to last night said, you know, I, I, I've got two storage units full of stuff from all the houses, you know, from the parents after they'd passed. Um, I talked to another guy who said, oh, yeah, I bought my house furnished, too, but we still had, um, we sold our house furnished, but we still had 150 boxes mm-hmm. of stuff when we moved. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, whether it's a sense of, duty to family and like family history and preservation of a legacy or if it's you know whatever it is right um, it's just a heavy load mm-hmm. and I'm feeling just laden heavily <laughs> burdened and laden with all this stuff. and a lot of it's just by my own doing right my mm-hmm. own decisions mm-hmm. I'm not blaming my family it's not you know I don't I don't really have I think a lot so so much family stuff now we've you know we had moves in our family um late in life I moved out when I moved out to be with you babe on Idaho purged a lot of stuff but I've got a lot of stuff in the last eight years or I guess it's 12 years now uh, since then so yeah these periodic moves are actually pretty therapeutic to try to get rid of yeah. stuff but I think the bigger point of this documentary and this uh, movement of minimalism um, is to really take stock of of the the current in you know current society mm-hmm. 240 billion dollar of advertising right that we're subject that that is just aimed right at everybody in the world to drive consuming and drive this feeling of not being enough and having to be very conscious to be intentional with our lives in a way that you know takes stock of what that is and makes a necessary decision personal decision about what you're going to do with that in your life right Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm going to be very happy when we get through this phase but yeah i'm sort of i probably forgotten a little bit how emotionally draining it is to go through this stuff. But yeah. I think we just ran out of time, so 
Nope, it's still going. Oh, sorry. Oh. Okay, now it's still going. But I forgot how emotionally draining this is and how physically tired I am. And I, you know, echo your sentiments on staying somewhere else. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I think focus, meditation's on focus right now for what we need to do in the next yeah. two days. And then on th- Thursday. And uh, thankful that we got to see this thing and think about, you know, you know, giving beyond yourself, right? Happy just this thought of giving Chris that bike stand. You know, there are people who could benefit from this stuff. We have only a limited amount of time really to do that. I think a lot of it's going to end up being, you know, what do we take and what do we leave behind and what do we put aside to say give away or, or have taken away. Right, yeah. for sure. So that's those are sort of my thoughts. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of one more thing, which I don't think I shared yet, but. We celebrated my grandmother's 92nd birthday this year. Mm. And unlike my other grandma who passed a few years ago, who held on to everything (laughs) and everything was important. And she had a like hundred page inventory of all her stuff. And she wanted to know who wanted what. And we went through like listing in order one through 30, all the items that we wanted out of hundreds of pages of, of things of stuff family heirlooms, things they'd picked up traveling around the world. They had so many things and it was exhausting. And, you know, she was suffering from dementia, but I also sometimes wondered if she wasn't losing her mind because she could not lose the stuff and the story of each little piece and where it came from and who it would go to and that it would always have a home. And my grandmother, on the other hand, complete opposite. I remember my mom you know, being horrified and, and grandmother could own this too. Just saying like, maybe I, I do it to a fault. She said to me, when I asked her, but I remember my mom saying she threw away all of her journals and she said, well, yeah, they were sitting in a box in the basement. And so I thought you didn't want them anymore. If you want something, you better get it out of my house because if it's in my house, it's my stuff and I'm going to take care of it. <laughs> I didn't think that was valuable. I didn't see that as being a value. It's past. It's gone. Right. But my mom was really, really upset by that. And I'll never forget that story. And it's interesting too, mom, you're probably listening. I um, have trouble parting with my own journals. I can find myself going right into my old stories and really enjoying and, you know, chewing on those chapters. And some of it's because I'm a writer. Right. But some of it is because it does feel like it's a part of me. It's a part of my story, my history. But what grandmother said when I asked her, because I sat down to this beautiful dinner to celebrate her birthday, um, that was also an opportunity for us I to get together with our family. We're almost done, sweetie. <laughs> so uh, the question I wanted to ask grandmother is, how are you so strong? How do you decide what to let go of? And I started to form the words, and then I realized that's not the real question. The real question is actually, how do you decide what to keep? And she said, well, dear, early on in my life, I was in a Bible study. And in that Bible study, I heard the woman say that as Christians, we are pilgrims and that pilgrims ought only keep what they can carry on their backs. And to me, when we really boil it down to that perspective, because we're really, we're just travelers, all this other quote stuff that we're hauling 
And this is why, you know, us driving our 42 foot rig with our animals and all their buckets and feed and hay and all of those things, you can suddenly see this life we've created, how and why it is so much. It's so heavy. I mean, 20,000 pounds, that trailer, right? And why my girlfriend, you know who you are (laughs) in Idaho said, she has 12 horses. She said, I will never move because moving with livestock is too much work. It is. We've got panels we're moving across the country. So many things. But let's remember that the real work is actually the inner work. It's in in our bodies and our souls. It's just what we can actually carry with our own hands because that's how we come in and that's how we go out. But look how much we can pick up along the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any any last one-liners from the George Myers? I think I like the, we had an organizing uh, person helping us. And, and one thing, I'll, I'll do two, there are two things I want to say. The one would be, the, her her thing was that you keep uh, like a, mama, mama. a copy paper box mama. for each child and it's their memory box, right? Mm. So that you just, you do keep memories for them so that they can, when you pass, they've got one box you got to deal with and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. This one, shoot, just this one. Yeah, the memory box where you just for each child you have one box that you keep memorabilia that would be passed Whoa. to them to save you know them having to go through like an entire house full of stuff. Um, so you're going through that thing all the time and keeping it at you know the volume of one box. And then there's another one. There's a woman in Rotary in Idaho who's actually from Evanston originally. And her mother did have a book, and and she told people to um, write down the things you want. I think it was, and so everything in the house would have a name on it. So it's sort of like what your grandma did, babe. Um, but you know, I think hand in hand with that, ideally, you are sort of taking stock and not just accumulating stuff uh too too much stuff right so anyway a name a name for everything to, to where it should go and then for children that you'd keep a box for them yeah the, the good legacy of uh man you know responsible responsible keeping um, keeping stewardship <laughs> there you go but um, I think the last thing, just to wrap up, because Danny, you have been so patient, and that's been amazing. Very very Can you tell us what you're holding in your hands, Danny, that you picked up last night and where you got them? Is it an octopus? What is that? Is it a rubber octopus? Can you tell us what it is? Octopus and a mouse. Octopus and a mouse? Tuckety. Yeah. And did you have a really fun experience there? Okay, good. So um, I think we might make a new rule. If, if you want to go back to Chuck E. Cheese again, we have to leave these things behind when we leave Chicago. Why? Because we're going to keep getting rid of stuff so we can make space for new experiences. Sound okay. good? Take Otherwise, it's too my heavy. Bedroom. I think it might be too heavy. Don't not. Well, it all adds up. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you see how Baby this steps. goes? Baby you steps. see listeners? It's no joke. It's the real deal. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Happy moving.